Well, the streak comes to an end at three games. The Sharks lose one in Manhattan. We'll break it down. We'll break down if if they have a little bit of a gripe for the power play called. And uh, Aiden Hill getting back-to-back -back starts. We'll talk about it right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. And with that, everyone, good evening, everyone. It is Friday night, December 3rd, 2021. Before you run off to go get some presents at the mall, uh, let's talk some hockey right now on Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, so do yourselves a favor. Follow us on the social. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Of course, hit that YouTube channel. Subscribe button really does a whole lot for us. SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course our Discord after the show. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And of course, if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. With that, I say good evening to you. I am Eric Kura alongside Mr. Ian Reed. How are you? Good, sir. Good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm all right. I'm a little perplexed by this team in the third period, but we'll get to that in a little bit here. Um, it's one of those ones that's like, yes, you kept the Ragers to just one goal, but you looked very gassed in the third period. And I think that's kind of cost them a chance at getting it to overtime, at least. Yeah, I mean, second night of back-to-backs. Um, so obviously, I think that's going to happen, uh, especially when... You're on an eastern road swing, so your internal clock's going to be a little bamboozled, which makes those back-to-backs a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think, like, all in all, like, there's some things to be annoyed at. I don't think there's really any reason, like, I'm not angry about this game. I, I think there's some things that are concerning and some things that are a little bit annoying, but I think there's there's still a lot of positives you can take from it. Absolutely. I like, like I said, you kept the high flying Rangers to just one goal on the night. Uh, and let's break that down while we're at it here. So Dylan Strom gets a power play goal. Uh, nice slapper Brian's, that beats Hill. You know, Brian Strom, Dylan Strom, uh, Brian Strom, excuse me. There's too many darn brothers in the NHL. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So Strom, uh, we'll yes. do that. How's that folks? Um, <laughs> With a nice slapper, beats Hill, who's in net because Reimer wakes up this morning saying, I'm not feeling good. So back-to-back -back starts for Hill, which I didn't mind too much. But um, what did you think of the goal that, that essentially won the game? Um, So I, I looked at the... I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch this period in real time. So I kind of skimmed through it as quickly as I could during the intermissions to try and figure out what was what. Um, and I didn't really like the call that led to the goal, but the goal itself, I didn't really have an issue with. Like, I didn't think, uh, I think Aiden Hill had a really good night tonight. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate that goal uh, that he let in. Um, it wasn't like the night before, like the previous night where that first goal was just brutal. Uh, and then he kind of settled in and he was really, really good for the rest of that game. This game, I thought he was great. And yeah, he allowed a goal, but I didn't really think it was a bad goal that he let in. 
No, I, I didn't think so either. I thought it was a nice slapper by Strom. Uh, mm-hmm. But getting back to what kind of what you touched on, the penalty to Noah Gregor for goaltender interference. On the replay... Didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like Nemeth gets a push. Yes, Shesterkin goes down, which I get will cause some, some you know, some, ooh, oh, what the, you know. Yeah. But... I mean, it is what it is, though. I mean, like... <sighs> I didn't like the call. I could, but I, I kind of get it. I, I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and go, oh man, the refs just jobbed the sharks tonight because I don't think that's what happened. I <laughs> no, just think, no, no, no. You know, and did I, did I love the call? No, but I mean, you know, so kill the penalty. Yeah, you, you got to kill the penalty. The sharks have been one of the better PK teams in the league, although they've kind of stayed, you know, can't, you know, have uh, lost their edge a little bit. Uh, over the last month or so, but that made it one nothing. Uh, you know, and, and just going into the second, there wasn't a whole lot there either. You know, Vlasic takes a tripping call. Um, you know, as as Randy mentioned, French Canadian violence <laughs> with Lafreniere. Uh, Rangers wouldn't get anything off of that. Uh, third period. I, I this is where I I started seeing some things. It's like. Definitely had a, um, you know, definitely saw, like, obviously saw these guys were gassed, Um, you know, but uh, near the end of that game, and I I hate to to jump to the conclusion of it because it's, I mean, there isn't a whole too much to talk about, but the end of the game, these guys looked gassed, Uh, something you wanted to touch on, you know, the second line, where have you gone? Yeah, that's the see. Here's the problem: like Bob Bugner's in a really tough conundrum right now, right? Because your first line's going. Like I would not. You don't want to break up the first line. But are there any guys in the bottom six you really want to put in? You know, to shuffle that second group up. Like he's in a really Bugner's kind of in a really tough spot here. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe throw Gregor up on, on the second line and, and take a guy um, off. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I know every, I know people are starting to get really uh, annoyed by Hurdle, but I just feel like, and I like Balsers and I like Barabanov, but are they top six forwards anywhere else in the league? Like, you know, Hurdle's, I think Hurdle's done a pretty good job, all things considered. And, I, and I've liked... And it's not to say I don't like either of these players. Like Barabanov, I've, I've, I've liked a lot. Um, I think he's shown some stuff through the season. Um, but, and I feel like Balsers, as much as I like Balsers, like there's not a lot of finish there, right? And I really like Rudy Balsers, but is he going to be, you know? But he, if he, if he doesn't finish, if he, if he continues to not finish, then how do you justify? that him sticking on the the second line like so i don't know um i don't know what you do i think you could probably give kevin lebank a longer look on hurdles line to see if you can get anything out of that i think right. that's an option noah gregor is probably another option uh, of just of guys that they they're currently playing that i think could step into that role because what are your other options you're not going to put nieto there 
No, I mean, uh, who else do you have? I mean, you can right, and that's, the... and that's the problem, right? Right, you know, Logan Teal 86 saying Jaden Helgawatz should get a look soon. He hasn't had a call up yet with the Sharks. Steve Rector saying we're Benino or Cox to help to add lines to the lines for check. Uh, yeah, and... I mean, I guess. Yeah. I just think they need they just need finish on that line. That's what I think they need. What? But I mean, it doesn't we... work for you. Pardon? <laughs> Latvian doesn't work for you with balsers. <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, that was bad. <laughs> they just, I think they just need some finish on that line, right? And it's just, um, and I like Barabanov there. I think, I think balsers is the guy that I would, I would bounce off that line for a little bit to see if you can uh, get something going on that line. And, and Hurdle and Barabanov had had some nice looks in chemistry near the end of last season. So obviously that's where. You know, uh, Bugner is looking at that as to, as a way to uh, to kind of get them connected. You know how he how they like their pairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dana Myerson. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we we see you on here all the time, so appreciate you here. But mm-hmm. Hurdle is galaxy braining and lowering his value in a contract year so that DW can sign him for less. Don't question his methods. I I, I won't. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes. The, hey, if that works, then, you know, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Steve in the chat saying we need we need some Jake DeBrusque action, man. I would do DeBrusque for LeBanc tomorrow. Like, I don't know if Boston goes for that, but I feel like it's it's such a perfect hockey trade, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're both guys who their coaches are both and both teams are kind of soured on. So it's like a, it's kind of like a problem for a problem trade. I, I would that's kind of what I would do. I'd at least make the call. I don't know. I think it probably takes more than Kevin LeBanc to get Jake DeBrusque out of Boston, but that's, you know, something I would probably take a peek at. Hey, Boston, you interested in Vander Kane? <laughs> well, just saying, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to get something non roster over to get a player of, of Jake DeBrusque's type, because I think he can bring in some great stuff along with. Yeah. And I think, Bugner would love a guy like Jake DeBrusque, where like, obviously like Kevin LeBanc. I don't think Kevin LeBanc's ever fighting his way out of the doghouse that he's in with yeah. with Bugner. That's why I think like, I, I like I said I don't I don't know if one for one you get that trade done, but I I would make the call if I was Doug Wilson. Yeah, uh, Kevin's Kevin's saying hell no to the Helga Watts call up. Um, no, I mean, 85 Belutch, you know, at least LeBanc tries to shoot the puck. Yeah, that was one thing also in the game. We saw Carlson back to Gregor, back to Carlson, back to Gregor, and one shot gets blocked, and that's it for their offensive zone penetration, you know. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I hate to be, you know, the, the guy that's saying, shoot, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, it's... New York, I mean, you can see why, like, if you watch this game, like, you can see why New York has won as many games and is doing them as well as they are, right? Like, they right. were really good at, I thought, really forcing the Sharks out to the outside, and they really just man-to-man defense. Like, they were, wherever the Sharks were in the offensive zone, the Rangers were all over them. Like, they didn't give you a whole lot of time and space and you know, to, to really do anything. No. And I thought the shots 
on goal for the most part of the game really reflected that. And then, and then not only that, but then for most of the game, you have Shesterkin, which I think is argue. I think he's one of the best goalies in the league. And I think he's going to be just a stud for a long time. Like hopefully his injury isn't serious. Um, I don't know if you've ever, like if you've ever pulled a groin, like God, that's agony. (laughs) absolute agony like i can personally attest to just how awful pulling a groin is um so hopefully it's you know hopefully it's a pull and it's not a terror and there's no you know nothing horribly wrong with them um because i think he's one of the best goalies in the league yeah no shesterkin full credit to him he had that groin or we're assuming groin injury we should call it a lower body injury um he take out was taken out of the game yorgiev who has been up and down, um, you know, came in cold to finish this off. I mean, overall, the, sh- the Sharks barely outshot the Rangers 28-27. to 27. I'll mm-hmm. give them credit for the face-offs. They are getting absolutely destroyed in the face-off circle after one period of play. 58% uh, in the end tonight for the for San Jose. Yeah, because there was like 70% after the, like, yeah. the Rangers won 70% of the jobs uh, after the first, yeah. <laughs> Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely concern, um, there, but I think like, again, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of positives tonight. I think a big positive last two games been the the play of Aiden Hill, because I know a lot of people, um, and I think justifiably so we're down on Aiden Hill after his last couple of starts to the point where Reimer started getting the, um, the lion's share of the work. Mm -hmm. Um, nice to see Aiden Hill kind of bounce back and, and get some good games. And hopefully this is more, I'm not sure what to make of Aiden Hill yet. Like, I think Reimer's definitely been the better goalie, and I don't think that's disputable at this point. But um, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't know exactly. We know what Reimer's a known quantity. I don't know what to make of Aiden Hill yet. So hopefully we see more of this and less of what we've seen earlier uh, in the season with him. Because I think... Again, like my big concern right now is, you know, I think what's Reimer's record for starts in a season is somewhere in the 30s. Right. So, like, they can't, I don't want them to run Reimer, you know, to to a, like a 70-30 split with Hill. So, if Hill's going to start getting some more starts again so that we're not going to just completely run Reimer into the ground, like he's got to keep, you know, he's got to obviously earn those starts. And so far last couple of games after Reimer got a bunch of starts Aiden Hills look really good um there's a couple things in his game that still kind of concern me a little bit because I think for a guy his size I feel like he plays a little deep in the paint and see I thought weren't we wasn't he advertised as a guy that's going to come out and challenge a little bit more and for a guy his stature you know well over six feet that you would think there would be a lot more to to uh be you know be afraid of or not not get those extra holes or something uh 44 sorry yes i knew it was i knew it was like it was 44 not 33 it was i thought it was 33 44 yeah still half a season right you don't want i don't think you want to see rammer play like a 70 30 split so i think um i i just yeah I, i want Aiden hill to do well obviously right like i don't want I, I as much as I love having like a, a pinata on the team that I can just whack whenever I feel like it, I'd rather that not be Aiden Hill. I got that out of my system with Jones. Like, give me another player that I can whack like a pinata. Uh, Matthew Phipps, thanks uh, very much. 
Gallant said it was just a minor lower body injury per Arthur Staple of the Athletic. Wow. I mean, that yeah, I looked, mean, looked a lot they worse. They might be breathing a sigh of relief. Right? Well, it was weird because, like, again, it didn't really look like much when right. the play happened. But with the way his leg kind of went, like, I'm like, yeah, that's probably a pull. Uh, I'm just glad he didn't tear anything. Hopefully that's and hopefully they'll, you know, do whatever they need to do, MRI or whatever. And uh, everything comes back good. Because, again, one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Uh, Skyler, who was at the game tonight, all the Rangers fans told their guys to shoot. This may have been the most frustrating one nothing the Rangers will have all season because they overpass instead of shooting. Um yeah, and, and the same thing, I think, with the Sharks is that they, they kind of overpass a little bit. But credit to the Rangers on on getting in the way, especially when they knew the Sharks were tired uh, and couldn't get into it. Yeah, I mean, you probably – it's not like they didn't shoot, though. I mean, they had, they still had, like, 27 shots on goal. I thought – and they had some really good looks. Like, Panarin had some really, really good looks that Hill uh, turned aside. So, I don't know. I think – I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Rangers fan, so I'm not going to tell <laughs> Rangers fans how to feel. But I thought, I, you know, I thought I, I wouldn't be too annoyed by, again, like you got the two points for one. And I think they were the better team tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, far be it for me to tell a Rangers fan how to feel based on how they've played this year. But um, I would be pretty content if I was a Rangers fan. Uh, two points is two points. And I thought they... They played really well defensively, and I thought they had some good looks, and Aiden Hill was just up to the task. Yeah, and Hill, and again, we mentioned Hill. Uh, these were two games he needed to bounce back from. He got some rest as Reimer went on a run, so hopefully he's found his game, and they can get back to that tandem because you're right. If Reimer's only played more than 44 games in a season, you're going to need that. Do you want him 50, playing 50, 70? No. Yeah, no. No, we're, we're not right. Gonna... And that was my concern. Like you do you want him playing like even up to like even let's say he starts 60 games. Like, is that ideal? Probably not. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you don't need to go a full nabby that one year. or Hell, if you want to go way back, Urbe one year where he played 78. That's just well, ridiculous. I mean, look at Martin Jones. Martin Jones used to play a bajillion games, right. which probably didn't help him at all, because as the more he played, it didn't seem like. You know, I think that I think one of the benefits to how he's done in Philadelphia so far has been that he's not starting every game, right? He's, I don't know. I think there's something to be said. Some goalies, some goalies can do it, right? Some goalies can play a bajillion games, but I think you know, Reimer's started 44. There's probably a reason for that. We don't need to push it. Yeah. Um, Maria Papayani, uh, mm -hmm. I personally feel that our talent is not being utilized appropriately and not in a manner to facilitate cohesion in play. Uh, what would you say about that? Because I think there's like a little bit of reluctance for for Bob to kind of, you know, move the lines around and break out the old Peter DeBoer line blender. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the horses to break out the Peter DeBoer line blender. Okay. I I am not a big Bob Bugner guy, but I think this season he has gotten a lot more than I expected him to get out of this roster. Um, is there some things that I would do differently? Some guys that I would dress and not dress? You know, I see in the chat, like, obviously I think, uh, you know, Peterson's getting a lot of hate. I think it's deserved, but 
uh, I don't know. I think I, I, Bob Wagner's gotten a lot out of this group. I feel like. You think it, it's? I just think my, it, I just don't like, think he has the horses. So. I think he's gotten a lot out of what he has. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has the horse. He doesn't have the horses Peter DeBoer had. Right. Peter DeBoer could blend the lines because they had three solid lines, pretty solid lines. Peter DeBoer has one and a half at yeah. any given time. Yeah. If or that. Bob Ugner, sorry, yeah. has one and a half at any given time. Yeah. Like it's a young team, right? So, yeah, I. So I don't know. I feel like I'm not like, again, I'm not a big Bob Ugner guy, but I think he's gotten a lot out of this team more than I thought he would. The the other thing too is, is that the the one and a half lines that are there, where are they? I mean now, I mean we talked about the second line. Hurdle has now got one goal, one assist in his last nine. You know, Couture mm-hmm. has one goal in his last ten. Um, yeah, but his lines his, line his line's been, been rolling though. Timo Meyer's been go doing well, and I feel like having a healthy Couture has definitely contributed to the way. To the resurgence of Timo Meyer, right? So, which is nice, but you know, it'd be nice to get the other horses going once. You know, Meyer, you can't bank on one guy doing all your offense. Yes, it's been nice. He's been on a run. I mean, he had a multi-point uh, streak snapped tonight uh, in this one. So, you know, but I mean, yeah, like look at there's there's guys that have to get back on their horse a little bit here, right? Yeah. Like. A guy like Balsers has to start finishing because now we now we're a quarter of the way through the season, and we haven't seen like like Benino. It felt like the dam burst and and the goals just started coming right. Yeah, and I right. kind of hope that would be the case with Balsers, but it really hasn't. Brent Burns has been yeah pretty pedestrian uh, as far as offense goes. Um, so I mean, look at like I, I I feel like you know like I still stand by the fact that I don't think. Rob Buchner has the horses that Peter DeBoer did, but at the same time, like some of those, you know, some of the horses he does have need to get, yeah, get moving. Yeah. Uh, AJ saying 11 straight without Burns getting on the score sheet. Um, fanatical teal leader. No, let's not start that debate again. <laughs> Burns to forward. No, not that again. Uh, Tom no. Dolan saying, you know, it's a developing team and it's pretty well coached. I mean, yeah, I, like again, I think I think given what Bob Bugner has to work with, I think he's done really well. I think this you can see you can see structure this year that wasn't there last year. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like there's a lot more buy-in this year. I think they're they've played a more, you know, the, I, I think that the goalies have been good, but I think they've been helped defensively too. Yeah, they've been a lot better defensively. Let's. Let's be, I mean, come on. You only allow again. You only allow one goal to New York. You, you you only allow one goal to New Jersey, and you shut out Chicago. You've allowed mm-hmm. two goals on this road trip. I mean, full kudos to the team there. Unfortunately, you know, you're 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 three and one. Yep. You know, so I mean, all around. I think. Great I mean, this road trip. I mean, even what. So they go to Columbus. I mean, or they allow two to New Jersey, one to the Islanders. My my bad. Let me fix that. So I mean, even like if you go, regardless, like I feel like this road trip, like for me, is a success. Yeah. Regardless of what happens in the Columbus, like as long as I get completely destroyed by Columbus, I think 
you know, um, you have to be pretty happy with how this road trip has gone so far. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get to comments from the locker room before I talk about Roy Sommer anymore. <laughs> um, Timo uh, saying after the game, we need to get to Shesterkin earlier to make it uh, tough for him and get into the game for him to get into the game. Um, you know, uh, Bob saying, I thought we played hard, started great. Didn't kill that Gregor penalty. I know that, I don't know if that was a penalty. Just couldn't stall Shesterkin. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the yeah, the Sharks got kind of goalied for a lot of the game. And I think even even uh, Georgiev coming in, I you know, he was he was good. Like, I know he, he's had a pretty rough year, and he didn't have to do a ton. Like, it wasn't like he had to face, like, super difficult shots. But again, credit to the Rangers for that. Mm -hmm. But I thought, you know, Georgiev came in cold, having a rough season and you know uh did what they needed him to do i think georgiev gets full marks for tonight even the save he made on the bench i don't know if you yes, saw yes that. the save on the bench was amazing <laughs> i mean he was like i yeah. love how casual it was just thought... yeah i got it oh hey you want to puck next next door okay go there police, you go man i love police i know i know people would be shocked <laughs> to hear that because of my last year's pinata but I love goalies. Goalies are great. Yeah, and, and I kind of agree with with Bob here. We gave ourselves a chance to win, but we couldn't find any offense. We wanted to keep things tight, and I thought we did a good job of that. And, and yeah, again, uh, like you said, you, you put up a goose egg for Chicago. You mm -hmm. give up two to New Jersey, one to the Islanders, one to the Rangers. Four games, four goals allowed. Yeah, I you I like I said tonight. I, I think there's things to be concerned about, things to be annoyed about, but. If you're a Sharks fan and you're angry about tonight's outcome, like, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not going to tell you how to fan, but I I think you probably need to, to calm down. Every single guy has bought into this system. It's been good so far. We've, where you've been giving a lot less goals uh, than last season, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely, Logan. Uh, Hill was great, and we didn't get... We didn't play well enough in front of, the, in front of him. You let in one goal. Come on, <laughs> Cooch, let's not get too bad down on ourselves here. Uh, we've had a good, we had a few good looks on the power play, and I've, and I have to score. I could have been better. Um, that I can give, give a bit to. The, I, I think I can faintly hear AJ, you know, drumming up the power play drum again, because that's kind of fallen off a little bit. Now it's in the, it's twentieth in the but, league. But I mean, but, it's not just the power play; like the offense in general, like just the, wasn't there tonight. No, that's that's my point. You you got to seize the opportunity. Is is kind of how I'm feeling, and I think that's kind of what Logan's thinking too, for that matter. Um, you know, they. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they did a good job pressuring, a good job putting pucks behind us, making it tough for us to break out uh, from Timo. Uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just kind of looking at it and, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to start and you, even Logan saying we have to start scoring some goals, dirty goals. We passed up too many shots tonight. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's more than fair. So uh, plus, I mean, you you play this game without Gadjevich, you know, Lane Peterson comes back in. You had uh, Malosh, you know, come in for Shimmick, uh, which. Okay, I, I I didn't think he was. I don't think Shimmick's been good. Like Shimmick's that contract is aged like milk, and it's really short, so that's probably problematic. But 
it is what it is. Again, like this goes back to what I said, you know, on a previous show. It's like the Sharks find a guy who plays good with one of their defensemen who thinks defense is optional. And they, you know, and they kind of go all in. And that's what they do with Shimmick, I think. Um, and I think Shimmick's had a couple injuries that he hasn't really been the same since either. And I think that's probably fair. Yeah. But that's why, like, as much as I love what, what Jake Middleton's doing, and I get really nervous about what they do with him, you know, uh, when his contract's up. Because I don't want to see him get a Shimmick deal and then just be a one-season wonder. Yeah. Uh, and, here's and, the... that's, and that's not saying, like, I'm not trying to take it away from anything from Jake Middleton there. I think he's been great. I think him and Carlson have been the Sharks' best D pair this year. Uh, and it's not particularly close. But, um, you know, you just get nervous that they'll be like, oh, well, look at, you know, he played good with Carlson, so let's give him money and then we'll be fine. And then it's like. <laughs> let's not get crazy. Right. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Let's not get crazy. I mean, uh, Milaj played 1202. Mark Edward Vlasic, even with the injury to Mario Ferraro early in the third period, only played 1035. And I'm like looking on here, you know, only Peterson and Weatherby played fewer minutes tonight in the entire team. Um, yeah. That's that's tough to to take for a guy that's making the money that Vlasic's making. And granted, a lot of that's Polly pushed out from what he did in the past that they're paying for now. But I mean, it's weird, you know, um, the Vlasic contract is, is a weird one because I thought of all the contracts on the team when they got signed, right? Like between his and Burns, I thought Vlasic was going to age better than Burns's deal because Vlasic's not overly physical guy. Stick first defenseman, like, you know, that type of player, should have aged better um it I, I that was that's funny because when that was signed i, I mean obviously hindsight's 2020 but when that was signed that was one of the contracts i was the least worried about because i thought oh classic he's gonna be fine man he he's not an overly physical guy so like you're not really worried about the body breaking down um you know plays more more with his stick than the body mm-hmm. i thought that contract was gonna age better than it has yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really surprised by that one, big time, you know. Uh, but Tom, you know, is making a good point. Going into the season, I certainly didn't expect them to play this well. I think that makes us uh, have hope for more than is real realistic. Yeah, they're, they're thirteen, ten, and one. I, I think this is kind of where we all expected them to be. Yeah, I'm. Look at, I mean, I, and I, I'm still not like. But it's funny because, like, as good as they've been, you know, it's funny, like, Jerk and <laughs> Jerk the other the other night when we were in Discord came and he's like, so when are you going to uh, accept that this is a playoff team? And I'm like, well, when they start actually playing teams in the Pacific. And he's like, fair. Um, it's like, I, it's funny because I've been pleasantly surprised by the Sharks this year, but there's still a part of me waiting for the bottom to fall out just because, I, you know, as good as they've been, I just I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out. Maybe that's just because of the way the last couple of seasons have gone and and I'm still shell shocked from it. But um, but yeah, no, like I 
I think if I was to, to describe the Sharks this year, I mean, pleasantly surprised. Like, I don't feel like there's been a show really for a guy who used to, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, Ian's going to rant. This is going to be great. I don't think I've ranted a whole lot this year. I don't think I've really ranted. I haven't had a good rant once so far. And we're a quarter of the way through the season. So, I, I mean, yeah, I am super pleasantly surprised. And coming into, you know, coming into December now, we do have some divisional games on the horizon. And those are the games that I'm, super that's when we're going to see what this team is and how this team you know and then we can start getting our hopes up or down based on i think some of these games coming up uh in december and that's that's the big one you know <clears throat> after the columbus game on sunday at 3 p.m pacific uh if i'm not mistaking off the top of my head i think the sharks are at or in their own state the rest of the rest of the calendar year and they have that one game in Anaheim to begin a back-to-back uh, with the Ducks mm-hmm. uh, and the Coyotes. Uh, but, um, you know, this, I want to see I think because I want to see how they play the other California teams. That's what I'm most interested in seeing is how they stack up against those teams. Because I feel like those are the games that are going to make or break this season. And it might seem weird to say that because I think they're they're all they're all going to be on the bubble, right? Right. So look, I'm not expecting the Sharks to go out and just you know clean house in Edmonton or Calgary or or Vegas this year because I feel like by the time the Sharks get to play Vegas, they're going to be all healed, of course, and <laughs> it'll suck to be us. So it's the the, the California teams, you know, um, and to a lesser extent like Vancouver. Like, I, I feel like those are the games that are going to make or break the schedule for yeah. them. Uh, yeah. After Columbus, six of the next eight are in the division. Uh, as much as I would love, you know, I know you're being realistic. I would love for them to, you know, shock Edmonton or Calgary. Oh, for sure. I think I just I just think coming expecting the Sharks to come out of those those teams with a winning record like. I would love it if they did. I just think that expecting that or demanding right. that, I just don't think it's realistic. Right. But if you can do really well against the Anaheims and LAs, that puts you at least in the bubble to yeah. be, you know, to be one of those wild card teams or, you know, and, and to see if this is, you know, a playoff team or if it's a just miss or if they're, you know, if, if this is all fool's gold and they're, they're, they're a deep lottery team. I think those are the teams that are going to – those games against those teams are going to determine that. Yeah, and, and like like they've been saying, they're buying into this system. They're playing defensively sound. Once they get that offense going, then, you know, you, you start to wonder, okay, maybe this team is a lot better than I think a lot of people expected. I think they've already shown that they've been – they're a good, solid team uh, for that. And currently sitting, you know, right now – in the first wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see here. I would assume they would get, yeah, they would get Calgary, which, you know, all right. Very cool. I mean, th- and to stay in that race is nice. But like I said, you have, like I said last night, you have four teams within three points of the Sharks gunning for you, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah. Kind of, that kind of puts on the game there. Uh, put a kibosh in, into that. Uh, let's let's do some scores really quick. We'll do a little wrap around. You know. Okay. Um, 
Jets up seven to four on the Devils. Uh, <laughs> they they've come to play now. Mark Shifley with the hat trick, so he's finally woken up there. Uh, Jack Hughes with his third. Uh, the Golden Knights are up two one on the Desert Dogs after one. Uh, Ucho Salt, I mean sorry, Jonathan Marcheseau with his tenth. Uh, Flames and Ducks just getting underway. Kraken already up one nothing. Yanni Gord scored less than a minute into the game for that one. So uh, that's that's your that's your wraparound, folks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so and I, I don't have the jerseys up here, but uh, how about those Stadium Series jerseys? Awful. <laughs> oh man. Um, I, I mean, I guess you you really go for the local appeal of it. Yeah, I mean, they're not for me, right? That's that's the that's the thing I always like try to for perspective, right? Like a lot of people are like, "Oh man, you know, Vegas's pregame shit's all cheesy as fuck," and I'm like, "Yeah, it might be, but it's not for me." So I, you know, like I don't really get too bent out of shape about it because it's not for me. I mean, the people in the arena just love it, right? And that's all that matters. Yeah, and they go nuts for it. Um. God, yeah, the Tampa one doesn't. I don't mind the Tampa one. That one's not too. Tampa bad. one's okay. It's yeah. fine. It, it it's, a, it's a stadium series jersey. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the national one's pretty. It's too bad because I love the color. Yeah, the colors to go with it. The that nice deep navy blue. Uh, yeah, with love the, that. With like... the yellow looks sharp and crisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because when they showed like the pre before they showed the whole thing, they showed the preview, and I'm like, ooh, I love that coloring, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the execution otherwise uh, less than stellar. The the guitar pick just by itself instead of putting Smashville there or maybe in small letters for Smashville uh, <laughs> would have would have, you know, made this a big big hit but um yikes. Yeah. There's yikes. a question in the chat too before oh. we uh, go. Logan Teal asked, uh, should the Sharks worry about extending Ferraro now with how lucrative the defense market got this offseason? I don't put Mario Ferraro in that stratosphere of defensemen. So I'm not worried about it. I think, look, at Mario Ferraro's good, and I think he's gonna, he's probably gonna get paid. Um, but I don't, I'm not worried. Like, I don't think Mario Ferraro is a nine million dollar defenseman. I think he's lucky if he's a seven million dollar defenseman. And I like Mario Ferraro, but like, I, I, I look at him and I see him as maybe somewhere between five and seven. I, I don't think he's in that stratosphere and maybe some of those guys that got paid aren't in that stratosphere either but i just i i'm not too concerned about ferraro's next deal i think more than anything you look at at the guys who did get paid the big money mm-hmm. and, and two people come into mind right now one of course is vlasic right now but also tyler myers in vancouver he, i mean he's he's sitting on a contract and yikes you know but, yeah but, i mean you 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 obviously want to pay your guys, but like you don't have to like. I think Mario likes it here. I don't think they have to go break the bank for him right now. Like they can, they can give him a bridge deal. I know those are pretty much becoming extinct, um, in the NHL. But I just, I don't know. I don't think they have to pay. Like he's still an RFA. I don't think he's gonna sit at home. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I would find it very, very hard to believe that's the case. So. Uh, I think unless there's anything else that I'm missing, I think that's all we're going to have for 
this one. Uh, you, you get a double dip on Sunday. You'll have an After Dark uh, following Sharks and Blue Jackets, which Ian has promised to make it a very special three-hour After Dark. Yeah, and I see you. You're 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 trying to hold back a big smile, but <laughs> just because I know AJ is like just going to kill me. <laughs> I don't know what in the world. I I just hope it's a goal fest. If that's the case, then you know, then there's something to talk about. Not a one nothing victory. We hope, but uh, the the other thing too with with going into Columbus is that these guys are eager to get home. And have struggled coming, you know, finishing up a roadie. And they've also struggled when they've come home that first game after after roadie. So I hope they don't fall into that. And hopefully they get a get a nice day off tomorrow. Yeah, and hopefully whatever is ailing James Reimer isn't serious. Like, hopefully it's just like just wasn't feeling well. Uh, yeah. Hopefully there's nothing uh, there's nothing more to that than what we thought. Right. So. That'll do it for us. In case you missed anything or do you want to watch this again, and we appreciate it if you did, uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube channel, smash that. Yeah, forget the Smashville. Smash the subscribe button and hit that notification and like bell button. and that like button. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, I know we got one uh, Twitter follower who posted how much... Uh, he appreciates listening to us. So you can always check us out on the audio wise as well at and at tealtownusao.com. But of course, if you are watching us on YouTube on the replay, leave a comment down below. You know, leave us what you thought of the show, what you thought of the game, uh, you know. All that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Also, yeah, and also for anyone who's like who who happened to have us uh, on their Spotify Wrapped as their most listened to uh, podcast? Thanks for sharing that on the uh, on the Twitter machine. That makes me always feel good. I mean, everyone feel good, but me too. Get some all the warm fuzzies, folks. It's yeah, better. absolutely. More warm fuzzies than a peppermint hot cocoa for sure. So, uh, with that, we'll bring it to a close. As Ian, you got to prep for your three hour after dark on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> your final. And where the people can find you. <laughs> uh, final thoughts again. Um, I think there's been there's been a lot of se- there's been seasons where there's a lot of good reasons to be angry at the Sharks. So far, this season has not been one of them. Um, you know, maybe not the outcome that we wanted tonight, but I feel like uh, if they continue playing this way, obviously, like defensively, they if they keep playing this way and they can find a little bit of offense, like this team's gonna do okay uh, more nights than not. Um, so. You know, let's hope uh, let's hope uh, the good times keep rolling. You know, let's hope uh, Aiden Hill can keep this up and we can, you know, we don't have to have angry goalie talks. <laughs> that that would make it a four hour after dark if that's the case. <laughs> One we haven't done since the Sharks won the West in 2016. So. Ian's going to find a, I, I, I need a new pinata, though, so let's find someone. <laughs> Mark Edward Vlasic seems like a nice one, but <laughs> I digress. All right, we're out of here. So on Sunday, here's here's a big thing for you, gang. So you're going to get the after dark, and after that, you're going to have technologists with AJ and Jerk, and probably Ian too. He'll still like linger on to the show. I will. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be on. The, I'll be on the air. Like we'll have like two different live streams going. It'll be amazing. Oh yes. So. 
uh, hit that subscribe button down below. Hit that notification bell so you know when we go on. And of course, uh, we'll be back with you Sunday after the Sharks and Neon Buggers and for Pucknologists. And as for me, I get to go count fruits and vegetables overnight. So with that, I will leave you with that. The Chompversation now jumps over to the Discord channel uh, where we will continue on with all our fun stuff. So until then, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you on Sunday.